Cousin Jared, um, we are recording a little earlier tonight than usual. Um, so uh, right off the bat, we tell people there's no player prop uh, of the day because of that. Um, but otherwise, I, I think, uh, and, and I think you said it best, we, we've got a little, uh, little bit of a greatest hits episode uh, tonight. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's very apt name for it. And some some days you record a little bit early and you don't have uh, many good lines on the board and everything. But hey, got lucky today. It's early, but there's lots of value on the board right now. There is. And there are a ton of A-grade plays that we aren't even talking about on this show, including the play of the day, uh, which I had to talk you out of talking about on the show yeah. because we had so many other good things to talk about. Uh, and a couple other A-grade plays. I'm sure we'll have more even tomorrow. So you know, a lot of good picks uh, available over on Dub Club. But just as a reminder for everyone to talk about, you know, this is a math show and that's what creates the value is the, the price that we're getting, uh, whether we're playing favorites or whether we're playing uh, underdogs. And we got a couple favorites today, but but whether it's favorites or underdogs, it's, it's all about the price and we're going to pass on some favorites and we're going to play some favorites. We're going to pass on some dogs. We're going to play on some dogs. Can't really give you a recap of Monday because it's, uh, I mean, the games have just barely gotten going. We can't talk about those. It seems like there's, a lot of runs here on Monday night so far, pretty early. So yeah. uh, we'll see if that holds true. But without further ado, we'll get right to it here. 7.10 p.m. Eastern Dodgers, the Guardians. Uh, Cousin Jared, oh, did you see the picture of Dodger Stadium with all of, you know, it, it, surrounded by a moat, basically, after after the Tropical Storm hurricane thing came through? Yeah, yeah, I did, I did see that uh, Tropical Storm, Hillary with one L. Not to be confused with Hillary Duff, I, I've heard she's been taking a, a lot of flack on Instagram and various social media because of that. As somebody who lives in Houston, uh, not fun when there's flooding. Yeah. I can attest yeah. to that. And so, yeah, definitely uh, thoughts go out to all the people affected by that. Mm. Not fun. Um, but that is yeah. definitely like an image that will resonate. So terrible circumstances. Yeah. Definitely it's going to be something yeah. you're going to look back on in five years and be like, oh, wow, that was like crazy when that happened. Yeah, it reminds me of the one in Iowa where there's something similar happened. It was all that flooding and the stadium was just like basically in the middle of a lake. It was one of the like triple A ballparks or double mm-hmm. I get not probably probably single A, I guess, in Iowa, I guess is what it would have been. Mm-hmm. Uh thankfully, I guess they've got out they got out of town here uh yep. and we're safely into Cleveland. And you know, it, it's it's a little bit of a mismatch here to say the least. Obviously, yeah. the Dodgers offense is really good. Guardians offense, you know, not. Um relievers really letting Cleveland down from, you know, then they're not the only team we're talking about another one later, uh, really all of them today. It feels like we're talking about the relievers kind of let these teams down, the, the solid uh, most improved sets of relievers have not been on. I think any of the six teams we're going to talk about today, except for, except for yeah. Boston, that might be the exception with that. Um, but the guardians, one of the best set of relievers last year, this year kind of average Dodgers relievers, you know, hanging around pitching a little bit better as of late. Uh, but again, not overall on the season the year they wanted to have, uh, but definitely, you know, still better than Cleveland. That's the smallest differential between here, between the starting pitchers here. Noah Syndergaard obviously coming from LA and that 657 ERA, it's probably not as bad as that, but I mean, it's not good. You can see it with the rating on screen there. Bobby Miller, uh, 370 ERA advanced metrics. So that's pretty spot on. FIPS a little lower, XFIPS a little higher pretty big mismatch here and i don't really know what else to say other than that we've been talking a lot about if there's any dodgers edge you know you run don't walk to the window and lo and behold this is an a grade play on the dodgers the a grade threshold would be minus 220 current price is minus 192 i do not understand 
why this is priced this way. It makes zero sense to me. I can't imagine it's going to last forever. I don't know how long it's going to last. You never really know. The number tends to move towards my model two out of three, three out of four times. Every once in a while, it goes the other direction. Uh, but for the most part, it goes that direction. And I just have to imagine as we get closer to first pitch, this number is going to balloon out into the 200s. But low 200s even, I think, is a really smart investment on the Dodgers model since they went 72% of the time. The correct price should be minus 261. A-grade uh, uh, value, still A-grade, but not quite as much wiggle room on the run line. A-grade price is minus 126. The actual price on the run line is minus 120. So barely into an A-grade on the run line, a little bit more on the money line here. Uh, we're going to split the difference as always, like the minus one. It, it, the implied odds are minus 159. A-grade play, Cousin Jared, what do you got for us? When I was looking at the Guardians team ratings there, I was kind of thinking, man, this looks like a UMass football or a New Mexico State football. Um, really uh, not a high rating on offense and uh, a high rating on the starting pitcher, which is not what you want. Um, yeah. with the Guardians are that much of an outlier, but just kind of struck me after recording the first college football show. Yeah, this is a complete mismatch anyway that you slice it. Me personally, I would take this on the money line if it was below mm. Uh, once you get to minus 200, I definitely like what you're uh, doing here. Uh, just laying one run. I feel like that's the best thing to do in a game with a total about eight and a half. I mean, as always, Dodgers could easily win this game by three, four runs. Wouldn't be surprising against a team like the Guardians. Uh, but yeah, if this was minus 200 or below, which you can get some places right now, I would just play it on the money line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess as you were saying, as it gets into the minus two hundred, that's maybe when you start thinking about splitting your bet. Is yeah. your personal recommendation? As always, though, you know, play it how you like to play it. If you're more comfortable one way or the other, if you're looking for more risk, more reward, uh, less risk, you know, less reward. It, it, it all correlates. So whether it's money line or run line, the Dodgers are just a really good investment total. Uh, projected at eight point four, the actual total is nine. And, and I think that's why there's a little bit less value on the run line at the current yeah. prices. It doesn't mean the market won't move. But right now, with the model kind of leaning towards the under nine, it, it you know, fewer runs makes it harder to win by more runs, right? We, we talked yeah. about the correlation there and higher scoring ball. It's why, it's why in, in course field, your uh, money line, run line prices aren't that different. I mean, they're different, but they're not quite as different as they are in other, game, in other games. And when you get those like night games in June and, and Petco, where the total yeah. like seven, you know, the, the, the yeah. plus one and a half is like minus 250 or something where it's yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> this is, everyone knows it's going to be a, a tight game, right? So yeah. uh, model would lean towards under. We talked about it, you know, after that course field fiasco last week with the weather changing overnight, yeah. we're going to hold off on totals the night before, unless it's in California or in a dome. So this is yeah. neither one of those. So we're going to hold off on it, but the model would lean towards the under wind blowing in projected right now at five to 10 miles an hour. 70 degrees to start, mid 60s to close. So a slightly pitcher friendly night. Uh, Cousin Jared, if the weather holds, you know, would you go, would you lean under? Would you just completely pass? How, how are your thoughts on this under nine, given the, if the projection of 8.4 holds into tomorrow? I would not play under uh, nine. Okay. Uh, not with, uh, let's see. Well, number one, I, I've kind of talked about Bryce Elder. Like he is a, a good pitcher, but I think not not quite as good as his numbers are. Um, you know, the underlying statistics have actually gotten better. Uh, just me personally, I think that he's just not quite as good as that rating is. And then Noah Syndergaard, uh, just not, not great, Bob. Um, from what's gone this year against this Braves offense. I mean, who knows how many runs they could put up in this game. So this would be a, a stay away from me. It's even something that if the weather flips and, you know, start getting a breeze out, I, I might look towards the over. I feel like you, you got Braves and Dodgers confused there, but that's a completely understandable 
crisscross given oh, the similarities yeah. between the two teams and the similarities between the two pitchers. You've got yeah. uh, Bryce we're talking about next with an 88 grade, uh, Bobby Miller uh, yep. with an 87. And these offenses are both incredible. Yep. And we've talked yep. a lot about that. We've talked a lot about these stories. It's kind of the greatest hits episode here tonight that with this Dodgers team and the Braves team that we're going to cover next, they can easily put up the over by themselves if things get rocking and rolling for them. Um, And so it does feel a little bit like it's, it's over or pass. And it doesn't mean you should play the over, but it would be maybe more of a pass. uh, If, if the weather holds here as it looks like it will for Cleveland, Uh, we're seeing that with the Braves tonight, right now they already have seven, seven runs combined in that game uh, through four innings. And so that's the type of thing the Braves and Dodgers both can do. And they've done a lot this year. So model would lean under right now. Cause Jared, do you think, under not a good idea, and I definitely understand what you're saying. Yeah, with this Dodgers I, offense, I mean Tyler McGill and Noah Syndergaard have the same, basically the same rating by sideline. Also so true. I can, I can talk about them interchangeably. It really is. Moving on to Mets and, Bra- and Braves, it, it's like the same game. I mean, the difference yeah. here is that the Mets offense is better than the Guardians offense. I mean, there's no denying that. Yeah. But the counter is somehow course, worse. The the relievers are worse, and of course you flip the game location, right? So yep. uh, other than that, though, though, it's really a carbon copy between these two games. Uh, you already mentioned it, Tyler McGill, Bryce Elder, McGill, probably a little bit better uh, than than Syndergaard based off of his stuff this year. Uh, again, we should not only use this year. Now, by this time of the year, previous seasons wait you know, is down to a third or a quarter, depending on the pitcher. So we are mostly not using a previous, we are using a little bit, and that is kind of affecting the ratings here. And that's probably why you're seeing maybe a little bit more favorable, you know, a similar rating between Syndergaard and, and McGill, despite the fact that McGill's numbers a tiny bit better this year. But I mean, it's also kind of one of those, if you squint hard enough, you can kind of convince yourself of one thing or the other. Neither one of those pitches very good. Bryce Elder for the Braves, um, underlying metrics, paint a little bit of a scarier picture than that 346 CRA, but still a solid picture. Nonetheless, uh, again, really just a a similar situation here. The Braves should be big favorites. We played them here as an A grade on Monday night, uh, allowing a few more runs than we hoped Um, in this game. We'll see how it goes on Tuesday, but we talked about for Monday night's game, we expected a lot of runs. We said, you know, the total was up in the tens and we said, we thought there'd be a lot of runs based off the weather that they had a chance. You know, both these offenses, as as you saw on screen, are decent. Uh, and a similar thing here, both these offenses might put up some runs. It's just, you have to imagine the Braves against a bad Mets pitcher and a bad Mets bullpen. You feel like could get to eight or nine themselves. I don't know if they will, right? You, you don't predict that specifically, but a situation like that in, in, in against the Mets would not surprise you. And we're going to have another really warm day in Atlanta, 93 degrees to start upper eighties to close winds will be blowing out at five miles an hour. It's going to be another hitters Haven in Atlanta on Tuesday projected total is 11.1. So we're going to take the Braves again. Just think this number is a little bit too short here implied at minus 162, the a grade price minus two. Uh, Oh, I I typo there on the screen. The agar price for the Braves would be minus 241. The current price is minus 210. Uh, And plenty of value on the Braves' run line at minus 110. The agar price would be minus 133. And and it's just like we talked about with the Dodgers game. The difference is the weather's better here for hitting. So because of that, I think the 
I would lean over that makes the run a little bit more advantageous. And so the run line has plenty of value on this one where it's not to say the Dodgers can't win by multiple runs. It just means the probability of it being a tighter game is a little bit higher in that one than this one. This one sets up to be just a run fest and that makes a one run game a little bit less likely. We're going to play the Braves minus one. Cousin Jared, given the total situation here, I have to assume you don't mind laying the run and a half on this one and taking your chances. And if the Braves give up 10 runs, that kind of happens every once in a while, but otherwise you got to like your chances on the run line. Yep. I, I, I like uh, laying the run and a half with the Braves in this situation with a total over 10. Uh, right now you can lay the run and a half anywhere, minus 115 to minus 120, something like that. And so uh, I think that's great value, especially with the total being that high. And since I talked about the total already, I'll just reiterate right now, it would say, this game, you should be over. The total is about 10 and a half. Says there's, uh, sideline says there should be about 11 runs. I like the over here, but as we discussed, yeah. until we get tomorrow morning's weather data, we're not going to make a, a play on the total. Me, me personally, I'm not making yeah, a play on the total until I see the, the, uh, the weather morning tomorrow. But this is yeah. definitely one of those, like one of the first things I'm looking for tomorrow yeah. morning when the professor updates this is, hey, what did the weather do and what's the total on this game now? Yeah, the 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 twelve hour different. You know, we're going from twenty four hours before the game, or twenty twenty two hours, whatever, before first pitch to wake up in the morning and run that. You know, late, you know, mid morning, late morning, whatever it has. You're cutting the time in half, maybe even more than half between this. So you have a much better idea, and that wind. The wind is the, the temperature. We have a pretty good idea. The wind could shift around, but if it sticks like this with the breeze blowing out, there's going to be no resistance to the ball. And that's the thing is if the wind's yeah. blowing in, it's going to be hot and carry, but a little resistance. It's kind of, you know, it should still be a lot of runs, but it, it may not be quite so easy, but wind blowing out, you know, you got a real good chance to see, uh, you know, a crazy number. It's not, it's not, Quite like Coors Field, but it's one of those where if you if you ha- wanted to have some fun and took a stab on like an over 12 and a half alternate line at some bigger yeah. plus odds or over yeah. 14 and a half at big plus odds or something, it's like, you know, put put like a tenth of a unit on something like that for funsies because it might be a lot of runs yep. in Atlanta. And another game that we're expecting some runs here, 8, 10 p.m. Eastern Red Sox at the Astros. Um, my goodness, as Astros fans, this has been a, a rough weekend. Um Justin Verlander on the hill for the Astros, who's the him and him and France are the only pitchers you have to have any faith in at this point with the way that Framber Valdez has been terrible, decides to throw no hitter and then it's terrible again. <laughs> and Verlander wasn't even good his last start. If you if you ask uh, Papa Professor Sides uh, over in the next room, he wouldn't even have a lot of faith in Verlander. Astros offense, though, can still score. They looked a little different without Kyle Tucker in the lineup this weekend. He's playing now on Monday. If there's any concerns about his timing and that sort of stuff, that should get ironed out on Monday. Should be uh, back to full strength, hopefully, on Tuesday. The Astros offense looks a lot more dangerous with him in the lineup, that's for sure. Um, Tanner Houck, though, not a bad pitcher in himself. Don't be fooled by that 505 ERA. The advanced metrics say it's just been some bad luck. Uh, Red Sox relievers, again, the only set of relievers of the ones we're talking about today that I think have been have lived up to expectations or been better than expectations. The Astros relievers at a 100 grade is just so shocking. We've talked about that all season long. Um, two good offenses here. And so we're going to actually go over eight and a half. There's not a huge edge on any of the sides here. If you had to take a side right now, you'd be looking at, a, at about a C grade pick. Uh, C to B grade on the Red Sox at plus 137. That'd be right around the B grade threshold. Uh, you need to get up to about plus 150 or so before you hit that A grade. Astros should be favored in this one. Verlander's the better pitcher in their home, but with the way their Astros have been playing, you just have to be careful with the price, you know, the, the, the number that you're laying here. And I, I don't think the current number of, of you know, in the minus 
um, you know, I'm typo it again there. I, rushing to get the show off, and the, the slides have typos everywhere. <laughs> whoever whoever caused crisis, the rush, yeah, whoever caused this rush should really be banned from the show. Yeah. Well, that would that would leave me a little high dry if that's the case. Um, <laughs> minus one forty nine is the current price. Agent price is minus one twelve, and so you're looking at just too much to go for the ashes but over eight and a half it's a pretty solid pick this one's in a dome and so we can pick this one with confidence the weather will not change other than it will just be hot in houston and that's just the way it goes uh mm -hmm. it, it, temperature forecast of temperature for tomorrow night uh get excited because enjoy this down your neck of the woods your mid 80s so uh not insanely hot but if they for whatever reason open the roof that's only going to help the ball fly because it's yeah. going to be warmer uh so so if they open the roof hallelujah if they don't it's still fine uh projecting the roof closed we still think um you know closer to nine runs in this game given the skill of the offenses and and there's just some question marks all around the astros ought to be able to score a little bit off how uh somebody's scoring off the astros someone's always scoring off yeah. the ashes it seems like these days uh cousin joe tell us more Man, you got me talking about Southeast Texas climatology. Uh, I think that we've had like we've done that every, every yeah every once in a while we we, we do that yeah yeah I, I think that we've had twenty five straight days over one hundred degrees. It was one hundred and eight degrees tied an all time high uh, yesterday on on Sunday, and so uh, yeah the roof the roof ain't going to be open. But okay, the moral of the story, I, I don't know if I would completely agree with uh, Uncle Professor as I'm going to call him, yeah, yeah. but Justin Verlander still a good pitcher, but he is not what he was, or at least so far this season, he has not been what he was. And he's going to give you five or six innings, but he's going to give up. Hopefully two, seven. Yeah. Or seven innings, but he's going to give up two, three, four runs. Yeah. Fine. But above average, good pitcher, Yeah, but just not what he was. And so I think when people look at totals with Verlander on the mound, you're thinking, Oh man, he's going to go, six or seven innings only give up one run strike out eight guys and it's like ah that hasn't that's not what he's well, been it, so far he, this year he, he's gonna have a chance to do that against the royals against the tigers against yeah. Yeah. you know the a and we talk, we, see, we see the a's offense isn't that bad that's of course relative to the role but against the a's yeah. he'd have a shot to do that right yeah. not against an above average offense like the red sox the, these yeah. are the types of offenses that he goes six innings and gives up three runs the yep. weaker offenses he goes seven gives up two and so he's given he's going six or seven giving up two or three a game and that's pretty good it's just you get the more six and three against the offenses like this than the seven and two that you get against the weaker offenses so yeah. uh he's definitely been one who's been who, who you feel pretty confident you know is consistent and that's something the astros need right now uh but that consistency here means he's gonna give up he's always been susceptible to the home run especially in minute Maid park mm -hmm. you know Hopefully, as an Ashes fan, it's solo home runs, but you know, yeah. every once in a while, you give up one with a guy on base, and all of a sudden, those home runs can turn into some crooked numbers. Yeah, I, I think this game is going to be about five to three in the seventh, or four to four in the seventh, something like that. And there's going to be a couple of runs late in the game that puts this one over. It, it's just starting pitchers are good; they're fine. Offenses are better in this game. Yeah, that's that's the thing is there's going to be enough offensive edges in a park that can play pitcher friendly if you're pitching to the right parts of it, but can also play pretty hitter friendly uh, given the short right field. And of course the Crawford boxes in left field. So uh, it's a pretty cavernous center field, but guys pulling the ball to one field or the other. Uh, and you already saw it here on Monday night. You've already seen a ton of base runners and a handful of runs. We're barely into the game. Uh, and that's the same sort of thing we, we expect to see just some, some, some runs, uh, you know, not the Justin Verlander of old, Sadly, still might be the Astros' best pitcher at now, but I think that says more about Javier falling off a cliff, more about Fromberg, yes. whatever the heck's going on with him than, yes. than anything else. 
If you would have told me that JP France was going to be the second best pitcher on the Astros, I would have laughed at you. Yeah. Yeah, because if we were a rookie, we would expect to be Hunter Brown, not not France. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's been yeah. it's been a year, uh, yeah. but you know it's okay. You, you win a title, you know you don't really get to complain the next year. So no, it's not that we're complaining. We're just we're just commenting. We're just doing yeah. our job. Saying yeah. you know this is how we're going to handle this from a monetary standpoint, trying to maximize the profits. Yeah. Uh, over eight and a half year is the play. So here is your recap: Dodgers minus one, Braves minus one. Both have made great plays over in Boston. Versus Houston. Cousin Jerry, do you have any parting words for people? We got a full slate of games Tuesday. Unfortunately, no day games, but it should be a heavy night of baseball action Tuesday. Yeah, uh, baseball coming down the stretch here. Uh, AL West is, is heating up, speaking about the Astros. So definitely excited to watch that. And we just recorded our first college football show, week zero, get the season started off. So make sure that you're watching that as well. Yep, lots of good things. Uh, a, a good time of year, a chaotic time of year yes. for us, yes. but a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's one of those good lack of sleep things because there's yes. constantly yes. something that is keeping you entertained. Uh, and that's all we've got then for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to subscribe so you can show the sports betting content provided on this channel. Shoved right into your feed. We'll be back again tomorrow with more baseball betting content. But until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.